Hey guys, welcome back to the More or Less with ANS podcast. Today it is just me, Amber, and I will today I'll be telling my story about how I left the FLDS and how I essentially got out. I know I've already touched base on this before, but yeah. So Sarah and I decided that it would be best if we did these episodes separately, so I'll tell my story and then she'll tell her story, just so we don't get them all mixed up and it would be easier to understand that way. Um, so I guess I'll just get started. So just a little bit of background. Um, when I was nine years old in 2012, my mom was sent away for, I like, I know one of the reasons was a miscarriage, but there was a bunch of other reasons. Like, I don't know. I would honestly have to ask her cause I can't really say it's not really like my story to tell, but I think like the people or the authorities like her husband and like my stepdad and like the men I think they just kind of got like sick of dealing with her I guess because that's how they were with like a lot of women that were just you know a little more open-minded and would stick up for themselves and that was that's just my guess on why they sent my mom away but they also sent a lot of women away for just ridiculous reasons and sometimes it was for stuff they didn't even do and so they would basically have to convince themselves that they had done something wrong and that's why they were being sent away anyway so it was like i think it was june of 2012 so i i had turned nine the month before and i like I was outside, and I, and we were, like, me and my mom and one of the other moms were, they were, like, we were just sitting there talking about, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I just remember my mom saying, yeah, I'm going to be, like, sent away next or something. She was telling the other mom that, like, watch, I just have a feeling, because so many people had been getting sent away that day, and it was a very, it was a very, like, eerie feeling, and there was, like, one of our other moms had been sent away that day, too. It was almost like they were just, you know, sifting through the people and sending away the people that they didn't like. It was, it definitely felt like that. So, um, she gets called up to the bishop's office, which, which, uh, my stepdad was the bishop at the time. And we, like, we were all, like, really nervous because we didn't know what, what they could be telling her. But she, she already assumed that she was being sent away. So, me and, like, two of my other sisters went up to the bishop's office, and one of our brothers, like, not from the same mom, was telling us to go away, that it was, like, none of our business what was going on. And then my mom came out, and she was, like, sobbing, and she was telling me, like, yeah, I didn't do this thing that they, they say, they say I did this stuff, but I know in my heart that I didn't, and at that point, I was, like, very, uh devastated I had no idea what what to think where like all I knew is that my mom was gonna get sent away and that I wasn't gonna go with her and so I was just gonna be left in the hands of you know the the rest of the family or the the group because there was like tons of live-ins living with us it wasn't just the bishop's family it was tons of other people um so I guess I would I just figured I'd be like floating around you know um, I can't remember how soon she got sent away. I think we had, like, three days with her. 
and she packed up all of her stuff and they gave her this tiny little car and she had to fit all of her shit in there and I like I remember feeling so numb when I like watched her drive away that I didn't even cry I just watched her and I was like well now what and then like a few days later I'd been put with a different mom and I was supposed to move in with her and it was just it it was so much up and down and I like I forgot a lot of it because I think like my brain trauma blocked it I guess um anyway I'm trying to remember so like my mom was having a really hard time like letting go of her kids I mean I, I'm, I'm sure all of the other moms felt the same way but um like the day that she got sent away there was tons of other moms they got separated from their kids and what I remember is like young children screaming as their mom drove away and so it was like it was a very uh traumatic day I guess um oh my gosh where was I going with this okay so like I said my mom was having a hard time so two weeks later she came back and this was like the thing that everyone was afraid of like the moms were not supposed to come back and get their kids like you were basically going against the priest teachings if you did that like you were exposing your kids to the world and blah 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 So, my mom came back, got us, and we moved in with her uncle for six to eight months. I don't remember the exact timeline. All I know is that, yeah, we lived there for six to eight months. And during that time, we had been exposed to a little bit of things like, you know, movies and toys. And my mom got me and my three younger sisters, or my me and my two younger sisters dolls I think even my older sister had a doll because we had never had the opportunity to play with that and I tried riding bike for the first time but I never like actually learned how um trying to remember but the thing is is during that two weeks or or a month I don't even remember that that time that she had been away and then made the decision to come back and get us. We were already turned against her. So when she came and got us, we were, like, very against it. And we we would not talk to her. And she would try to give us a hug. We were just cold. And we were told to be, like, basically brats towards her. And I just remember her, like, basically screaming at us that she didn't do. Well, she wasn't screaming. She was just so frustrated. And she was trying to explain to us that she didn't murder a, an unborn child like she would never do that and we were like hardwired in our belief and we we're like yes you did and she was so frustrated but I think at one point she just was like you know what they their their, their minds have been changed so she stopped trying and we just you know we slowly started to like our mom again anyway um she she started like feeling guilty and that that she was gonna you know eventually lead us to hell because we started liking things we started liking the gentile things and so she would have us go back back on sundays and or like back for two to three days days out of the week um like back at our stepdad's house the bishop's house whatever and we would always go there on sundays but people started treating us really bad because they didn't really want us around the other people because we had been exposed to outside stuff and you know 
So it was just, it was constant, like, back and forth. And we even told our mom, like, we, like, you need to either pick a side for us or, you know, just give us back because this back and forth thing is, is crazy. Um, so I think eventually, like, she felt guilty enough that she, that she had, that she went again. She gave us back and she moved down to Texas and... That was in the beginning of 2013 that she gave us back. And everyone, sure enough, treated us like shit. And they were very strict. And, you know, we were basically supposed to forget about her again. So then, like, every once in a while, we would get to talk to her. And she would try to send us stuff on our birthdays. And we just had to look at it and tell her what we got. And then they would get rid of it. So we didn't get anything that she gave us. I think there was only one time that she sent some socks for us. And that was basically all we got. I'm trying to remember where I was going. Okay, so in February of 2016, I believe, my stepdad had been put in jail for credit card fraud and for some reason he had to be so he was on house arrest but he had to be up in salt lake for whatever reason i don't know like he couldn't be with the fam and during that time our mom decided that she was going to fly down and see us and she was making a quilt for my younger sister and so she flew down there and she flew down in a a polygamous dress but she was so nervous and she had so much anxiety about seeing us that everyone was gonna think she was a bad person that she sweat through her dress and she had to change her shirt and because of that we thought that she was just like wicked apostate and like we're like oh my gosh like mom's such a bad gentile like you know because she was wearing regular clothes it was like a skirt and a blouse or something so it's so stupid anyway they basically told us to be disrespectful to her and we were and this was in april and for some reason like i guess i forgot to mention during the three years um i had been separated from my two older sisters and so when we went up to salt lake it was like a rare opportunity and first and somehow my sisters were also up there my older sisters and so we got to talk and chat and it was like a rare opportunity and we were all on the subject of our mom and we were like what if she came back and got us like just what if like and then we were like no she would never like she like she feels guilty for ever coming and getting us it doesn't like it didn't mean that we like I don't know it was such a confusing like confusing feeling because we liked the gentile things but we didn't allow ourselves to like them because that's just bad um, so, <laughs> it was very, it was a very, very confusing feeling. Anyway, so, we, we got to see her, and we went to an aquarium, we got pictures, and she was as nice as she could be, but, um, we weren't, like, we couldn't really connect with her because we were supposed to be snotty and stuff, and during that time, she got us, uh, she got me, like, a little turtle chapstick from, the aquarium and I thought that was the coolest thing ever because I never got like toys or you know anything like that at this time I was like 12 yeah 
Um, and then three months later, like July, yeah, July, then my stepdad, or no, one of my moms came and woke me up early in the morning, and she was like, you know, father wants to see it now in his office, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm in trouble, like, I did something wrong, so he had moved back, our stepdad had moved back down to the creek, so we were living with him again, and so I went down to his office, and he, like, was telling me that my mom was coming to get me, and a part of me, like, rejoiced, and then the other part of me was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go to hell, like, I, I had no idea what to feel, and it was very confusing, as every feeling was, you know, surrounding that, um, event, and so I think this was on the 4th, and then on the 5th, that's when she came and got us, so I had, so I knew on the 4th, but I didn't start packing until, like, the next day, so I only had, like, a few hours to pack my stuff, and then we went over to my stepdad's business, and everyone was singing songs, and, like, because that's what happened when moms came and got their kids, they would, like, sing to them and pray about them, and, you know, in hopes that they would not leave, and in hopes that they would not lose their faith, um, anyway, I, I was 13 at this time, and I was happy, but I was, like I said, I was so confused, and I was happy that I got to see my sisters, because I knew that we were gonna have to be back together again, but, oh, I forgot to mention, so in June, then everybody who was a part of the Unite Order had been made non-members, so technically everyone was non-members, but I couldn't tell the non-members, because they were supposedly soon restorals, which means they were better than us and we were now the non-members because we had had more training and more information. This was just things that they told us, but I wasn't allowed to tell anybody this. And we had all these revelations about mountains and stuff that would fall on us. And it was just, oh my gosh, so much, just, just so much for my brain to process. And anyway, so the day of yeah, they're singing, and my mom has been outside the gate for hours. She was just, she was out there, and we were watching her on the cameras, and we were like, oh my gosh, she's such an evil woman. Like, how, like, why would she come back and get us, you know? But secretly, I'm hoping, please, like, I, I want to go. Like, but again, I didn't allow myself to feel that, because, like, the second it would come to my mind, I would just push it out, because I, I'm doubting the priest of the work. I'm, you know... I didn't, I, I, at this point, I never doubted Warren, but I doubted, like, the strictness of the whole priesthood work. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> try to remember how it went. So, I think we came back from our business, from the business after everyone was singing to us. We met with everybody, got our hair done all fancy, and everyone said, like, basically their final goodbyes. Everyone was out at the gate. And my aunt and my mom were outside the gate waiting for us in my mom, in my mom, in my aunt's van. Um, if you're in the FLDS and you're like a kid, then basically every tell, everybody tells you to be snotty towards, you know, the Gentiles and the apostates because, well, not towards the Gentiles, but towards the apostates because they have known better at some point and, you know, how dare they betray 
what they know is right. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I we like we go out there. We're very hesitant. I'm hugging my friends. I'm sobbing. And like, I'm just so sad. But, you know, I'm I'm again, I'm just I'm so confused. Anyway, I get in the van and I'm hugging my sisters and I don't really know what to think of my older my two older sisters because they they kind of act like they're excited and I, I couldn't tell I was like I don't even know I don't know what to feel I don't know what to think anyway so I was telling my sisters to you know be strong for the prophet like blah 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 and I was being rude to my mom because I was told to be and then my aunt told me she was like like be quiet like your mom you know your mom has done so much for you and she was just she was getting after me, and I was terrified because, like, I don't know, I, I was I, I was scared of apostates. And so, yeah, then I basically shut up, and I didn't say anything because I was a little terrified. And we drove to my uncle's house where we had lived, like, three years before. And they basically bribed us with some puppies. They were like, oh, my gosh, like, you're going you're gonna to get puppies. And my other aunt had... These two small, like, chihuahua-looking dogs, but they were so cute. Anyway, so we got to hold them, and my face was all red and puffy from crying. And, yeah. None of us had a phone besides my brother that was also leaving with us. And he was over 18, and so my stepdad told me that his blood was on... No, my blood was on his hands because he was making us, you know leave the work of God and betraying what he knew was right. Anyways, but he was the only one that had a phone because they didn't allow people under 18 to have a phone. And even when they did have a phone, it was very monitored, like all the contacts and everything. Um, anyway, so after that, we like get in the car, we get all like situated and it's just I don't know, it's such such a weird feeling. We didn't know. Like, we were obviously, like, joyed, like, happy to be with her mom, but we were literally terrified that we were going to go to hell, and I couldn't say anything about what went on because everything about my life was supposed to be private. Um. So, yeah, and then, my, like, mom told me that we were going up to Idaho, which was, like, hours away, like, 17 hours away. Because it was at the very top of Idaho. And we were going to live with my uncle who we had lived with years before. Anyway, so we drive all day. I get to see my grandpa who had also been sent away a couple years before. And it was just very weird. Like, I was told to hate them, but they seemed like nice people. And, you know. So over that trip, I started being, like, a little bit nicer. It took us, like, two days to get up there. So we we stopped at my uncle's house in salt lake or something or in payson i don't remember where it was and we stayed in his yard or in his house and he showed us around his yard and he was just really nice and i was like wow like maybe maybe that's why people are not not as bad as everyone has portrayed them to be and yeah and he gave us like he gave us dinner i think and then the next morning we packed up and we left and continued on our on our way and we stopped at a couple places and my brother and grandpa both got us stuff. 
because they were nice and they, you know, I think they kind of just needed to bribe us into, like, realizing how, how not bad they were <laughs> or that they were genuine people. I don't know how to word that. Um, yeah, so we kept driving and we finally got up to, we finally got up to Idaho and I had never been that far away from home ever. Like, the furthest I'd ever been was Salt Lake. And I'd never, I'd never even been out of state besides, like, you know, Arizona. And so it was crazy, and I was, like, really excited. Like, once we got up there, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm in Idaho. Like, it's so crazy. Um, but apparently the place that our uncle told us that we had we didn't have so we stayed in my mom's trailer for uh like three months I think so those should like July to September and so it's it's definitely started getting cold up there and there was five girls and my mom living in this tiny trailer that she had lived in in Texas all by herself and so me and the two older girls like me and my two older sisters slept out in a tent most nights just so there was like room because there like there was literally no room to lay um we cooked breakfast breakfast in there and like where we lived up in Idaho was like another group of polygamists and we didn't really realize that I think mom just she didn't have anywhere to go to and so like she only she went where her siblings went you know my uncle and yeah, they were apparently part of another group, but anyway, during that time, uh, my mom had told my two older sisters about what Warren actually had done, and, you know, I had slowly let down my guard and told them a few things, but I did not tell them that I was also a non-member, but somehow they already knew, because I guess they weren't stupid, and they, they saw that we weren't going to meeting it anymore and whatnot. Um, and I slowly told them about the things that I had been told. And my mom was like, you realize that, like, that's not true. Like, she never tried to force anything on me. But she, like, laid out the facts and, like, let me figure out for myself. Um, I also joined, like, the school that was up there. And it was, it was, like, online. But it was also, like, in a classroom with a couple other students. And it it was, it was weird. And I also, like did plays with those people up there and I was so shy and I didn't know how to act but like I just I didn't even know what was myself anymore you know I I went through identity crisis for sure and I was so scared to believe those things that um that that my sisters were saying about Warren like you know like having sex or whatever or doing immoral things with multiple wives is wrong, right? And I was like, huh? And he was like, yeah. They were like, yeah, he had, like, underage children or whatever. I was like, they're not children, they're his wives. Because I was still brainwashed. And they were like, no, it's literally against the law. And I was like, oh my gosh. That, like, that's why I was in prison? Like, not because of all these weird reasons that they had gave us. And so, anyway, but I was, like, still very skeptical and so I like I think for Christmas like December of that year uh my brother sent 
some phones for us. Like, we got... I didn't get a phone until, like, next year, but most of my other siblings did because I wanted a guitar, so I got a guitar. Anyway, we celebrated our first Christmas. It was so cool. We got to put up lights, and I don't know. I just felt like I was finally living, like, that life that I, uh, that I like, saw Gentiles living, and I was, like, always so jealous. It was just a very, you know, surreal feeling, I guess. Um... But yeah, so I slowly did research with those, like, the phones that my that our brother had sent us. Like, I used my mom's phone. And I, like, Googled this video that everyone was talking about on YouTube. And it was basically Warren saying that he was not the prophet. And that everything he, or he said that he was, like, the truth is not in me. Or something to that effect. And I was like, oh my gosh. And obviously we didn't hear any of this information because his brothers told him, like, they basically put back into his head, like, you are the prophet, blah, 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 blah. So this was clear back in, like, 2009 or something, and we didn't hear anything about it because he got back in his head again. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely this prophet god or whatever. Um, and then one of our other moms who had left... She had also done research and she gave mom, like, talked about, like, these letters and stuff that his sisters had wrote and that his children had wrote. And, you know, we learned about the Rachel Jeffs book and we were like, oh my gosh, this man is literally evil. He's disgusting. He was, like, doing all these immoral things when he was talking so much about purity and having people write confession letters. And, you know, then we started getting, like, angry, like, oh my gosh. And... Meanwhile, like, all this time, then our family that was, you know, down in Utah had been, like, sending us letters, like, keep your testimony strong, you know, don't listen to any of this, and remember, like, if you do see any of that information, it's all false, you know, and we were like, oh my gosh, this is the whole reason they kept the internet from us, because they didn't want us to find out the truth, obviously, (laughs) um, so yeah, it was definitely, like, a whole dilemma, and I don't think I fully believed like, that thing on YouTube until, like, a year and a half later, it didn't, like, I don't know. I It, it took a lot to unwire and, like, reprogram everything that you've been taught and, like, undo racism and all these really bad things that were just not okay in the real world. Um, we learned that, well, actually, I knew polygamy was illegal, but we were, like, if polygamy is illegal, illegal <laughs> why are we back up here with more polygamists? And we felt out of place. And they all were like skirts and stuff because they were like very, very modest. And they would they were judgmental of things that we would wear. Because we started wearing jeans once we felt comfortable enough. And so then, you know, we moved into this trailer. We lived there for a couple months, like a, a different trailer. It was very cold. It was, like, part of our uncle's office, and it was really nice of him to, like, let us live there. Um, but it was nicer than mom's trailer because it had more space and it had, uh, like, a side bathroom thing instead of just a tiny little toilet and a tiny, tiny little shower. It had a, a, a good enough shower for us to share, you know. Um, so we lived there, and then 
we eventually moved into one of his houses that he had on his property. And they fixed it up really nice before we moved in. So that was nice of them. And then we had our second Christmas there. And then my mom got sick of like all the judgment and people saying that we should join their church up there. And she was like, absolutely not. We're not joining anything else after, you know, after just unwiring our brains from the other thing. So then we moved, you know, back to Utah and we were like fully unbrainwashed at this point. But still like slowly finding out more evidence and watching documentaries and watching shows, educating ourselves basically on everything. And then I, or yeah, after I moved back down to Utah, I got put in public school for the first time. That was definitely a shock. Uh, I was so freaking nervous. I, I, like, I think it took me like three days to go in there. Like every time I just sit outside in the parking lot and cry because I was so scared. I just, like I had watched high school movies and I was so afraid that I was going to be bullied. Yeah. And I was, (laughs) um, but whatever things happen um but yeah so it's it's been a a whole journey and then you know I was in public school for the rest of the rest of high school and I graduated with a pretty good GPA and yeah (laughs) it's it's been crazy but you know I am grateful for the experiences I've been through and that that's just that's just my story I'm I'm sure tons of other people have different stories on how they found out, but me personally, I didn't know anything before, until, like, I didn't know anything before I left, I didn't know anything at all, until after I had been out, and had been out for a couple months, and then slowly came to realization, and I slowly found out the truth, and I did research for myself, you know, and I went through, like, the anger stage, and it's just it's been a lot of like life adjustments for sure and yeah so that's that's kind of my story um in the next episode sarah will talk be talking about her story um i just wanted to thank the person on our instagram who said that or suggested this idea um because it was a great idea we we eventually wanted to tell our or tell both of our stories. And yeah. It, this episode might not be as interesting. Because it's not with Sarah. So I don't have like. Her comments to to piggyback off of. I'm just. Thinking for myself right now. <laughs> and my brain is not always the smartest. But you know. <sighs> yeah. So I think that's basically it. And if you guys have any questions on this at all. And anything like that just you know dm the more or less with ans instagram because it's easiest to keep track of everything there and thank you again for listening if you got to the end of this podcast um i apologize if it was like rambly or too over all over the place because every time i tell that story i slowly am starting to remember more details because i think i blocked it out but Anyway, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and have a good evening or morning or day or whatever when you're listening to this. (laughs) Have a good rest of whatever. (laughs) Anyway, love you guys. Thank you for the support. Bye.